All right, welcome. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Thomas Sims in in the house in the car today. And uh, <laughs> I am in the car. That's I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I hate when people introduce me like that. I don't know why. I'm just like you just, you just, just say my grin. You just, just say my name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we partnered up. CR Solar it is good, and it's going really good. It's exciting, uh, which is it's nice. Fun. You know, you never, you never want to walk into a mess. Um, but it's going good on both sides. So. Right. Why don't you guys get to know? He's not Thomas isn't as uh, active on social media as I am, so people maybe don't know him as well. Yeah, pretty, pretty in the quiet. Solar world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll change a little bit because he's hanging around me, so we're gonna get John Fillmore. Um, but yeah, Thomas, tell we were just while we we're getting the camera set up and stuff, you were telling us about kind of your career. Um, let's just start that story over again. You were yeah. you're originally from. I'm from Carbon County, right? Carbon County, Price, uh, kind of the right down the middle of uh, s uh, Central Utah and Eastern. Mm -hmm. um, very different than Northern Utah. Very brown, very uh, dry. Uh, real nice, small little town. Five hundred people, maybe maybe three hundred people in my town. I, I say it's Price, but it's a suburb of Price, which then a, a, I grew up closer to Helper. For those of you who know the area. But not even from Elper, a smaller town called Springland. Mm -hmm. So nice little place, uh, mostly family land. And I left there, uh, went north to Provo area to kind of be around more young people, kind of wife searching, kind of family searching, looking for for the MRS degree. Yeah. Uh, I guess you don't go to the MRS degree. The girls go for the MRS degree. But... Yeah, yeah. I was the I was the return missionary, and so I went north, and um, I I never really cared for college. I didn't. I never planned on going to attend, you know, get a four-year degree or university degree or anything. So, I, my dad recommended I be electrical because, honestly, he was a coal miner uh, and worked for the power department, Utah Power. This uh, was what it was back then. Now it's Pacific Corp and Rocky Mountain Power. But he worked for them, and he said the real advice he gave me he says just whatever you do, just work for something that they can't ship in from overseas. <laughs> Right, because back in the '80s they were shipping in coal and dropping it on the shores and and uh, selling it to us. And anyway, uh -huh. it was uh, he hated that. And so he says they can't ship electricity. So be an electrician. And so I really just that's what that's what it was for me. So uh -huh. I I instead of being an electrician, I decided to be a lineman, like work on power lines. <laughs> and uh, that was just as good um, in his opinion. So I I took a course from a small community college called UVSC in Orem. Uh -huh. It was a lineman course, and uh, I, that was a, that was a two-year course. And about halfway through it, they got me a job up in uh, Bountiful, Northern Utah. Um, I they hired Bountiful City Power hired me on as a tree trimmer, okay. not uh, necessarily a lineman, but you know I was getting ready for an apprenticeship. Um, and yeah, I, I uh, did exactly that. We have a tree. Most power departments have a tree crew that goes around and kind of prepares for the winter and tries to keep trees out of the lines because that's a huge reason of yeah. why they have power outages. So I, I really liked that. That was very good. It was enjoyable. I found a lot of satisfaction from that job. That's just, I've always been that way, worker with yeah. my hands. And, um, Bountiful City is also no, known for high winds. And this is the reason I got out of that is, uh, so night this one high wind come through a blue it blew literally blew trains right off the tracks it was a real rough <laughs> rough storm and I was I was in it because there was trouble calls everyone was in it that night and as I was standing there looking at this power pole that was that was the power pole was broke anyways mm -hmm. right in half right right at the base of it just snapped that's like a wooden power pole not like wooden, a metal one. Yeah, yeah wooden power pole in someone's backyard that snapped and the lines were dead and we were trying to evaluate the funny thing was that this pole, as we were looking at it, the, the lineman who had installed it was with me, and he was like, something's weird. It's like not, I, it, like it was dark, so he couldn't really have his bearings perfectly, but we kind of figured out that the pole was not where, he, where we originally put it. They had snapped it, and the pole had jumped about 10 feet to the one to the west. And so we found, so, I mean, that's how crazy this windstorm was. Well, while we were there, the wind came up, and I had to grab the pole to not fly away. <laughs> and the pine tree next to us just just got taken like a big sail and landed right on top of some more power lines and more power was out 
Um, so I, I climbed this tree and I was using these special tools to, to pull limbs out of power lines and power kicked back on or something happened where there was still power there. And I mean, I, I yanked on it, the limb to get it out of there. And I, as I pulled it, the lines slapped together and at night so I could see the sparks and it look, look, seriously looked like fire just dancing from pole to pole. The other pole away from me caught on fire uh -huh. and we had to have the fireman come out and put that out. So uh, uh. I went home that night, that morning and told my wife, I think I'm going to get a new car. You look on something else. Yeah. Okay. And because <laughs> my schooling had, I, I actually had a full semester of just regular electrical. Uh -huh. So I just stayed with electrical, just became a commercial electrician instead. Okay. So that was in 99 when that happened, okay. when I hired on with Bountiful City. Okay. That, that dates me, I'm pretty old. It's not too old. <laughs> it's not too old. Um, so what, like, then you do a commercial electrician. Yeah. And then, I guess, what's that? Like, how did that lead to solar? So I became a commercial electrician, um, really enjoyed it, worked for a couple of big companies. Uh, one highlight, I did the did a bunch of stuff for the uh, Olympics that came in 2002. Okay. I got the E-Center, which is the Maverick Center now in, in uh, Salt Lake there. I got that ready for, I got, I did all the data comm on that, got that ready for um, all the hockey games coming up. And then um, after that, I just kind of stuck around. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy, I definitely stay with one place as long as I can. And that's always been a benefit to me where a lot of people jump from career to career or job to job chasing the dollar. I'm, I've always been the loyal guy that just stays there. And, um, I ended up at a company called uh, CR Solar. That's CR a, Lighting. CR, sorry, CR Lighting. Um, and that was a really great place. Uh, I excelled there. Um, I was a journeyman and had been a journeyman and uh, qualified for my master's test, but just never really yeah. found the time to take it. Uh, but I, um, uh, Chris, Chris Reidman's his name. He, he pulled me into the office and they pulled me out of the field, put me in the office and I became an estimator and then a project manager, did that desk work for about three years and then uh, as luck would have it he I approached him with an idea of CR, CR lighting starting a solar company so yeah. we did we started a, a solar division mm -hmm. and we thought the original thought was we would market to a bunch of commercial places because CR lighting is already really commercial my everyone knows us in the commercial space yeah and uh, so we called it CR solar um, just to keep that name, and Chris was the owner of it then as well, and I, I he had me run it. And, um, yeah, just took off from there. We really just stayed in the residential space, but we, I have done myself, and so has our crew, several commercial projects. Just yeah, focused more on residential. It just seems to be it's like a little more cookie cutter. You know, yeah, not as long a wait. Not as long a wait. Yeah, I call it well hunting. If you're if you're doing commercial stuff as a solar person, you're. Uh, you starve for a little bit, but when you land one, it's good. Yeah, you got a little bit bad of the well last right. time. It's like your yeah. best job. Yeah, it's a good analogy. I like that one. Okay, so um, like I guess, what's been the trans biggest transition point for you and maybe your family from going to like working as an employee to totally owning a business? Um, you know, when we first. We first did this. I, uh, you know, as a as a as a construction guy, you're you know you work usually seven to four thirty, seven to three thirty, seven to four thirty, depending on your your lunch break and things. So you're you're just very cookie cutter hours. Yeah. You get up early, you go to work, you come home early, and then you can just do, do be with your family at home. Yeah. Um, my when I first got into solar, I, I start talking to these reps, and solar reps are telling me, you know about their experience with installers, how they don't get paid. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't get paid? Well, uh, yeah, they kept my money. They kept this, they, come on. I was like, well, can you work for it? Anyway, it was very foreign concept to me of reps not getting paid. And so that was, uh, you know, CR, uh, CR in general, Chris, we, we always paid our bills. Of course, if you work an hour, you get paid an hour. That's just how it worked. It was just a very foreign concept to us for that. So uh, that was a huge transition for me to, try to understand like I, I, I and reps will just love that I paid my bills and so they were just like yeah I'll work for you no problem like yeah. I'll sell for you you're, you're gonna you're gonna pay me yeah because I got paid you you did I don't know isn't that how it works like yeah. you work I pay 
Isn't that how it works? Well, so it's supposed to work that way. That's how it's supposed to work. So that's that's one thing that I was that was very new to me in the solar space. Uh-huh. Was that that was a huge change. Um, yeah. And then uh, my wife, we we definitely I I mean I put in lots of hours at the beginning because I was everything doing I was doing it all I was running the sales side I was running the install side I had to learn how to install and I didn't know anything about selling so I, I had some dealers that knew what they were doing but it was just relationship based for me on the sales side just make yeah. sure that we were friends and I was keeping up with them and t- making sure sales support and dealer support for them so I I really liked that it was just I, I never really wanted my own business and I actually kind of went the other direction made sure I, I wasn't pursuing that but when this happened, it just happened, and then all of a sudden, I liked it. I enjoyed, like, the, the seven o'clock phone call at night. Hey, Aurora's glitching out on me. Can you help me? Or my Wi-Fi is not working. Can you give me a proposal? And I just, I've always enjoyed that, like, heat of the battle. <laughs> Let's go, marching in. You know, that's. I really learned that. I, I found out about myself that I liked that. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know I would. And you know, yeah. I'm at a family party, and I get a phone call and step away. Said, well, he's got to take you out of call. And she she learned to embrace it as well, and it was something fun and new for us. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's like there's pros and cons. Like the, the pro is like you're you're you have meaning, you know. Like people really rely on you, and they need you, right? Which is nice, right? Um, your hours can be kind of crazy, but also you can like take off when you need to, right? You it's, know, it's, yes, like for kids stuff or whatever, you know, you don't, you don't feel like you obviously need to be there for your customers and employees, whatever. But as long as they have advanced notice, you can show up at the basketball games or right in the middle of the, like I have found that you know, I can, like, I can definitely go to a, you know, daughter's, uh, uh, uh assembly that she's going to be in, yeah, in the middle of the day, the middle day. Yep. but, but then work until nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's yep. like, I used to feel a lot of guilt with that. Yeah. Because I'm like, my guys are working out there and I'm in this split, you know, uh, uh, but I've, I've learned that, you know, Hey, I'm working till nine o'clock at night. They're done at four. They're yeah. going home. Yeah. They're, you know, my, my, uh, yeah. my construction, my employees. Yeah. So I, I don't feel that anymore, but I definitely did for the first year or two. Just like, uh, uh-huh. not sure if I like that feeling felt yeah. guilty. Yep. So where I guess kind of tell us a little bit like CR solar, like you started out in Idaho. Oh, Utah. You started Utah. Utah. We started in Utah. We started installing because we we really didn't know. I mean, I don't know how much this means, but zero. We didn't we didn't know zero about really uh, uh, how to how to install. And I was like, I, I went to several. Um, I went to Solar World back then, right? Solar World panels. Yeah. Really, really the oldest panel manufacturer that I know of out there. They they were creating panels in '75. They kind of created the space. At least I believe they did. Maybe somebody can educate me differently on it. But they, they, uh, I went to Hillsboro, Oregon, and went to their plant out there. That's where I learned how to install. And because I'm very good at this construction thing, learning to install was, uh, I would say, uh, like teaching teaching an adult how to add one plus one to get two is super simple, super basic, very easy. Uh, and, and it's proven that way too for other people I bring on that that know how to uh, you know that know a little bit about electrical they yeah. just they're able to jump in and under as long as they have electrical knowledge they can do it so yeah. um, back to your question uh, starting Utah yeah starting start Utah we didn't know anything about installing um, so we, we we had to beg a, 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 and I won't name any names we had to beg a company to let us do labor only for them and we actually taught them how to do a bill of materials and everything just because that's all they would let us do. So we yeah. taught them how to do a bill of material. We taught them how to get going and we did labor only. And then we brought dealers on and Utah changed the way they were uh, letting the power department do net metering. Yep. And so we went to Idaho and then we really, uh, I had some real good dealers with me there and I, I'd love to drop names, but I probably won't, but really good dealers with me there. Just, I'll probably forget somebody. There's two or three that really, Need a need a give, high five. Give him a shout out. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know Brooke, Brooke Lowe, He uh-huh. was he was a stud for us there, uh-huh. and he knows it. And uh, a guy named Andy Lund, Mobius Mobius Solar. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Faisal Carlson really just knocked out of the park. And then I also need to, to say Chris Cushing, up in uh, the the other side of Idaho. They they the other two helped us in Twin Falls, and 
Chris Cushing and his team got us going in the uh, Idaho Falls area and yep. really, really knocked it out of the park for us. Um, and I still have relationships with all, all three of those, all four of those people, and those three teams today is real good. But Idaho started, uh, Idaho Power started changing. The, we were there for two years, at least two or three years, two and a half to three years. And they started changing the way they were going to be doing their net metering as well. And so I knew I had to jump to another state and I just decided, hey, let's just put our big boy pants on and go big this time. Like little Idaho, little Utah. And then I, so I thought, let's just, let's just go where it's good. And so Illinois in 2019, that's when they started SREX. I had a, a Spencer Raul took me to, went, went to um, Illinois with me. You know, we decided not to go to Chicago. That was Spencer's idea. He wanted to go to the southern part of Illinois where no one else was. Yep. And we really did a great job. And that's where you and I connected. Yep. Um, we connected through Chris, Chris Cushing in yep. Idaho, if you remember, right? Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up in in, uh, in Illinois. And that's where we are now. And um, once we moved to Illinois and then made that change and that was successful, I knew, okay, now the sky's the limit. I just need, you know, the dealer support and the sales side of things to go wherever I want to go. Because I can license anywhere, I can install anywhere, and I can follow any code book that needs to be followed. Yeah. Yep. You see, if you have consistent sales, right, that come in, quality, consistent sales. Yes. Then you can do that's it. That's exactly right. Yep. They're gonna pass an install of ours here soon. Am I? Did you do an install here at Suncrest? Yeah. Huh. I, I think I could get there if I needed to. Um, it's been a while. Then a ton of construction it's up gonna here. It's gonna be gonna be in this direction, but uh, yeah. That's the first time I was on this road was doing that install they're on that side of it you can see the utah county side yeah quite a bit but yeah that's where i come running up here oh, yeah. from the house come all Probably the way here good run. so yeah it's a haul yeah go up that road there go up this so this is this is great <laughs> i'm gonna do this podcast with dozens of people and not one person's gonna say i didn't install up here <laughs> we, we, we passed another one that well we didn't pass it but we were close to passing it back down there it's up here uh, yeah, another down the down the but road. But this one's bit. up here. The, the one we're gonna go, the one we're the one I'm taking to is uh, is up here. But there's there's two up here, is what I was trying to say. Is there's, there's two. Fix this camera over here. It's not like keeps on turning. I'm watching for you. Okay, so this install is up here somewhere. Yeah, this was one of our first, and this one is as steep as steep can be. And the installer, the labor only, they wanted to try uh, a, uh, a railless system, and so they chose this one. And I was like, in the middle of this job, going, "Why in the world did we try okay, yeah. a railless this system is, uh, on a steep house that we can't even walk up? Let's do something. Let's try this on a like a three twelve pitch the next time." Um, it is up here on the left. It'll pass it, I think. And we'll have to turn and look the other way to see. That's south, and so he does have a. Got two more homes. Oh boy, maybe I'm on the wrong road. Could be on the wrong road. Maybe it's even further up. Could be further up. I can't remember. Oh look, they've, they've done a ton of constructions in this area since. Maybe it's further so, up here. Right there, that one. Looks like a newer one. It's got the got yeah. the skirts on it. That's not ours, but all all uh, ground mount all uh, all job. Oh, it's this one with the red truck, right, right there. Yep. All that is steep. It. Yeah, this one here. Yeah, right there. That is ours. Yep. The back. It it uh, it has conduit on it because there's no attic space right there. But you can see we had to put a whole bunch of. Uh, yeah. From there, we don't have. We didn't have to go to conduit to the other arrays, and there's one big array on the back side. Uh huh. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've never. I don't. I've never understood why you. If you don't. If you don't have to put conduit on the roof, like I. Some installers think it's faster. They just. I don't know if they just don't know how to go in the attic or not. But my installers, they hate. They hate putting conduit on the roof, and so do I when I'm installing. Yeah. It's slower. Yeah. Way slower. It's way faster to go into the attic. And I love when, when, like I've seen adder sheets of uh, an attic run for an adder, for an adder and I'm like, 
Let's just do that. Let's just put an attic run adder sheet. Since we, never just, we always do attic runs. Yeah. We can just do an adder. Do. Every single job of ours would have an attic run, and it'd be cheaper for us. We'd make tons of money. What, what about the, I hate to spoil it, what about the metal roof adder? Tell me about, you're the one that told me about that. Yeah, there's there's uh, metal roof. Uh, they're faster for us. We love metal roofs as long as they're not wet. We don't, we don't, we do not have an adder for metal roofs. We love but are they more, is it harder or more expensive? Uh, neither. Neither. So it's I think faster? It's, I think it's very close. Sixes. Yes. I, yeah, definitely. Um, so the, 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 yeah, it, it, uh, the, the attachment maybe a little bit more, but not, but maybe pennies, maybe pennies more. But so why, so why does everybody charge a metal roof adder? Well, because you can, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know anything about adders until I met you, Cody. <laughs> I knew about ground mounts adders, and then you come along. You're the one who put my adder sheet together back then, like in 2018. You didn't even work for me then. Just help me out. It's extra money there. Like this deep roof adder, we have that, and and that that's actually a justified cost because your guys are on the job longer. Well, you got to drill in usually and put foot, the footings or whatever. Well, but that's the reason. You, yeah. That's that's what takes longer. Is yeah, you have to in. you have to be tied off and repelling basically. Yeah. In order to do a job, so you can't move on the job. You can't move on the roof quick. Yeah. So it takes longer to do it. So yeah. I understand adders like that, but a metal roof adder it does not like that. I will never have that on my <laughs> jobs. There's no such thing as that. It's easier and faster and. It's even it's even better be, as far as leaks roof leaks go. Uh -huh. If you install if you install it just right, if you install with the proteic bracket, it's on the ridges. Right, right. And when water melts, it melts down to the bottom of the yeah. roof and goes down. So there's never a leak problem. Versus, so. versus an asphalt roof because you're indenting yep. into it, so right. the water can right. pool, and you can yep. that's it's yeah. more more then, chance of a leak. And then the other type of roof uh, that the the roof the roof types we like the most as far as metal roofs go are the standing seams. Yeah. Cause it's just you just clamp, clamp onto on that it. thing. <laughs> you just take a chalk line. You're not finding joists or studs or anything. You just chalk line <laughs> every four feet. You put a clamp on, then you bolt your, I mean, you are panel ready in minutes. It's just, it's way, it's great. It is really good. That's, that's for all you solar sales people out there. If you have if someone gives you a metal roof adder, now you have ammunition, ammunition like, on why not to do a metal roof adder. <laughs> I've heard it enough to where I'm like, I guess I just need to put a metal roof adder in because everyone does. But, you know, I, I just, I'm just not that guy who takes, you know, gouges somebody for nothing. So. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about us in terms of, because I think like a lot of reps, or not, not as they say reps, like just people out there, you know, like, well, maybe I should describe that. Everybody needs to find like their, their niche in a business, right? And I think that's the most important thing. And right. Not everybody needs to own a company. Not everybody needs to work for a company. Um, but like one of the reasons we partnered together is because we have different strengths and strengths and weaknesses. Like you're very strong on the operations, electrical, like CR does, I'll say this right in the camera, CR does the cleanest installs in the industry. Like I've never seen anybody beat them. Um, we've had a lot of reps that have wor worked temporarily or long-term that work for other companies. And they're just like, they show up to CR install and they're like, Wow. Now we probably could work a little faster, do a little sloppier work, get more, get more panels up, but everybody's that you just don't have issues, you know? Right. Um, on my end, it's like the sales recruiting training culture, you know, um, I guess what's your experience been on, on working together? We worked pretty close together the last seven or six months, four, five, right. five months since yeah. December. Um, but or the last little bit, like what's your, yeah, what's your take on that? So, Obviously, I, I think that I'm really good at installing. Uh -huh. um, uh, the other thing that CR doesn't do uh, a lot of at all, I can't remember the one who did the last one, is uh, MPUs. And that's this, just to pull, just to talk a little bit more of the strengths that we have is, as electricians, we understand how the code works. And so we can install on a job and not do an MPU. Now, there are some states like the California states that just, I think the power department's there. They say no line side taps, virtually none, or they charge you. The power department charges a lot for a long line side tap. So you end up doing a lot of MPUs there. There's almost no way around them. But outside of that type of a state um, and the four or five states that I've installed in, we do no MPUs. We don't like to. It's, it's more expense to us. Um, it's more expense to our time, I should say. Yeah. We could be doing a main panel upgrade or we can be doing solar and we just as soon do solar. So um, that's that's the strength we have. The, the weakness I've got is 
I don't have a lot of contacts in the solar space. I don't have a lot of time to recruit. I, and I don't really enjoy cats. Yeah. <laughs> recruiting, talking. I don't, I enjoy the relationship and developing it, but like, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get on Facebook and say, Hey, anybody want to come work for me? Like I'm on some of these solar groups in Facebook, but I just not, I just, I just listen and read and see. And anyway, wow. so that's, that's your end of it. That's wow. where, where you're good at it. And I've known that for years and, and I've, you know, you and I both know we've been wanting, we've tried a couple of times and just with the circumstances in, in our life at the time just didn't work out. But this time it lined up just right to where we can put your strengths and my strengths together and, and you know, really make a, a great company, one that has good business ethics on the sales side yeah. and, you know, install ethics on the install side. Um, yep. Make sure the customer, you know, like we care, we want the customer to have a good experience. If they don't, we're out there to fix it. Because we're not going to do perfect on every job, and there are going to be a roof leak. <clears throat> there is going to be, you know, an inverter doesn't work. <coughs> but, you know, we know how to take care of that. And yeah. We can take care of that. We have truck rolls to go do that. And all those employees, are they work for me, and they really like me. They admire me, and they enjoy, you know, I try to make sure the work environment that they work in is they have a voice. When they speak up, I listen to them. I don't put them down. I've always treated them with with a lot yeah. of respect. And most of my employees um, have worked for me for three plus years. Which is which is really I think I again I don't know I know the sales side like the churns the sales cycle. I don't know the installer side how like one person stays or goes. But like that's what I've been impressed with is like outside of someone doing stupid things like taking company money or like using the company gas card like for a ton of gas. <laughs> right. Outside of something like that like. Everybody just stays, our, you know. Yeah, our uh, the, the especially the main people that are there, um, the, the 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 people that are in charge and in leadership positions. Yeah, they've been with me. Like I've got, I still have three installers that, the the first three installers that I hired in Illinois in 2019 are still with me. Yeah, well, and some of them that you hired here moved out there. They did. Yes. You know, my electrician, is, my top electrician, moved out there for me, um, and I, you know, because I'm a guy who. I'm grateful that he did that. So I, I helped him financially and physically and yeah. I just moved him out there and got him yep. out there and made it work for him because it, it, it's a little bit more expense on my end, mm -hmm. but I didn't have to teach him again. Yeah. I didn't have to train a new guy. Yep. He just, he's just rolling. Look at this solar and, car. I wish I could get a camera picture of that. Oh, what yeah, the that heck is that? pretty serious. He's like waving. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> looks like a, that looks like a reverse, like a, reverse, a reverse trike. Yeah. Um, with solar on top. With solar, solar panel on top. Yeah, wow. it's pretty cool. It's funny. Um, well, so you do do tra you do travel a lot. So you live in Utah, work in Illinois. I guess how do you how do you balance that, or do you not balance it? And everybody just kind of that's just the lifestyle um, the family knows. You know, like I said at the beginning, a construction guy. I didn't know how to balance my time. Now when I'm home, I'm home, mm -hmm. and I'm working from home. I get the kids to school. That's just a like I have five kids, the two older boys, and they're all right in a row. They're all two years apart or two and a half years apart. So it's not like, it's not like a big gap there, but the two older boys, they just, they knew me as the dad that was gone all day for work. And then when I'm home, I'm home and I have no distractions. And now my three younger that are still at home, they know me as the dad that's when I'm home for a week or two at a time that I'm taking them to school, picking yeah. them up, you know, yeah. grocery shopping, doing dishes, just being there at home. Yeah. And then they also know I'm gone for a solid week, two weeks at a time. Yeah. But when I'm home, I'm home and we're, we're just, I'm just, they like have two parents that just don't work or just live at home and just can work at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like a stay at home mom who that's her job is to be with the kids and make sure they get places. They have two parents that are doing that Yeah. when, when, home. when I'm yeah. home. So that's how we balanced it. And my wife's, you know, you can't get a better one. She's ah. just, she really loves the, she loves the freedom as well. See, that's my wife too. She's like, I kind of like having the house myself when you're not home. <laughs> I mean, she's like, you're, we have, the kids have a ton of energy when you're home. Yeah. When, <laughs> and when I'm gone, like I'm leaving again for, I'm leaving Monday or Sunday for Minnesota. And when I, when I'm in, when I'm gone, I, like I'll call Amy to see what, how she's doing. Oh, I'm out with my sisters for lunch. Uh, and she never goes lunch with her sisters when I'm home. Uh. I'm out at dinner with the, with my dad and my mom and, and uh, oh, I'm with my my roommate, kind of a roommate dinner. She scheduled these things when I'm gone, and she just like 
I don't know how much she's really home. No, she's home tons, but she definitely has a good time when I'm gone. She makes sure of it. Mm-hmm. She has good family support around, and our kids are old enough. Our youngest is 11, and she's yeah. very mature and takes care of herself and cooks uh, her own dinner all the time anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's how I try to balance it. Um, we don't have a set schedule of how I'm balancing it, except when am I leaving again? Yeah. How long am I home for? Yep. That same year. Nightly calls or daily calls when you're gone. Yeah. You know, check yeah. in. So. Yeah. Well, what's the, I know, like, I guess I, I, so I give weekly updates, right. But like, in terms, I guess it'd be good to see your perspective too, is like where, where we're at right now. Um, I can, I guess I can edit this out later. So consistently revenue has been right around 10 million. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, since, since after the first year and a half that we started, probably hit that 18, that, that two year mark. Then all of a sudden the third year was like, like my boss, Chris Reidman was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's not working. It's not working. And uh, then he saw the revenue and he's like, Hey, this is actually not okay. I get yeah. this. It's working now. It's starting to work. It's yeah. when we got traction with dealers though. Yeah. Is when we got traction with dealers when it started working there. So, um, yeah. So consistently between 10 to maybe to 15, we hit one well, on a good year, but, okay. but never below 10. Okay. We, we've, we've always done real well. Uh, so, uh, We've always done at that mark. I don't know if yeah. that's well or not. But that's good. Consistent. That's not bad, yeah. So, yeah. like, I guess taking that to the next step, do you, have you felt like it's been, I mean, it's only been like two, maybe like two or three months, really, but really two or three weeks. Is that like been a big thing or like, is, or feels comfortable? Or I guess where, like, as you, as you start to scale from an operations perspective, as a sales perspective, we kind of know, like, okay, just hire more salespeople. Not, they knock more doors, they get more sales. Right. Like, that's, that, that's it. You know, there's not as much, like, intensive labor involved like do you feel like it's a lot to handle or enough or i guess i i, I don't know I'm just asking. um i mean it's it's definitely uh for me my personality handles this stuff really well okay um so when you said when you posted on facebook zero to 60 mm-hmm. um a lot of acquaintances of mine is like 60 million? What in the world are you talking about? And then how do you go to that big? I didn't even think about that. And I just thought of my... <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it blew my, my, blew my ward, my neighborhood up. They were oh, just it like, did? They were just like, you guys have a $60 million company? No, we don't. Like, we're blue collar, but, you know, we're just normal, you know, electricians. We're not millionaires. We don't... Don't act as if we're millionaires. <laughs> to tell someone we had a ten million dollar revenue company, they're like, "Whoa, you got ten million now!" Cody goes and tells everybody we're gonna have a sixty million dollar company. So that did blow it up. But um, to bring it to bring it back into perspective, right? We're, what we're doing now, and I explained this to the crew, to the to my CR team, is right now we're a ten million dollar a year revenue company. Yeah. And what what do we need to do to get to the next level? Well, so many people see the Wait, I gotta go sixty million today? No, we're gonna go. We're gonna do step by step. We're gonna buy a chunk off, buy a chunk off. It's like it's like five to ten extra installs a month. Right, and we've already done that. And we're very. We have handled three crews before on my team. Yeah. So, we can handle three crews, and I always tell them, "Well, don't you think we can get to three crews?" Yeah. Well, what what does four crews look like? Well, we just probably have to add here or here. And I just ask these questions to them because. When someone sees that, the first there's a big mental block, and so you just have to have to talk them through. You know, if you ask the right questions, they answer their own questions. Yeah, right. Because their question is, "How do we do this?" Well, I, yeah, I mean, we know how to do three crews. Don't you think we could figure out how to do four? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be very hard. Just add this yeah. guy and this guy. Okay, so why don't we just do that? Hire, yeah. work through people. Anyway, so um, I see it. I see the vision. I see it happening, and I see, yeah. I see that. You know, uh, in in two years from now will will probably be bigger than that but i i think i think uh, uh that's a great goal and we're gonna probably blow that out of the water yeah i hope so too but we're, we're on track to hit it so. right right we're just we're really on track we're really doing well and illinois is the probably the, the best market to start in it's the best of, solar market in the united states right it's like, all these people selling everywhere else just actually let's not tell anybody it's the best <laughs> solar market in the united states let's leave it's actually not the best it's really it's weird Chicago's weird. Don't go to Chicago. I, Stay away from Illinois. Just go to Missouri or Ohio or California is actually real good here. Go to Florida. Go to Texas even. Texas would be good. Um, but it, it, it does help that we're in a good market with a, with a yeah. good with a good rack and a good um, functional. And it's not new. Just so everybody knows, that Illinois 
SREC isn't new. It's been around since 2019. And CR Solar, there are very few companies that know more about it and yeah. have the history of how it came to be well, and went away and came back. Yeah, well, it's, Illinois is unique too because like it's just like – so a lot of people don't like to install Colorado. They don't like to install in Illinois because there's no statewide licensing. So every license is AHJ or like county right. or city based, right? right. So like yeah. there's a separate Springfield license test. There's there is. a separate Chicago and, city. And test. I know and I know when installers come to me and say, "Hey, I don't want to go to in, go to Springfield. They're just so difficult." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I I love those guys. Those guys are easy. We call them and they show up. Like if we call, we can call uh, Springfield. We have such a good relationship with them. We tell that guy, "Hey, we've 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 run into a problem here. We have to move some panels on a different plane and." And Blake and break roof uh, fire code, dude. They just they, they'll come to our job site right then and there and work it out with us. Yeah, like, yeah. you just have to develop the relationship. That's because we, we live there. Like our, our crews, our electricians, they live there. Right. They and they know met everybody. me. They know me. Yeah. They know the licensing and they know it all. Yeah. And, so, that, and that's yeah. like it, it's that's a, the relationship equity, the relationship capital. Right. Over years, and, and not everybody gets that because I talk to other people, and some of those installs are like six to seven months. Uh, boy, we gotta head back down. Um, yeah, basketball game. So, um, yeah, that's like that's what we've noticed. So I'm good. Yeah, I got I got plenty of time. We you know we can turn around whenever, but this is a great drive anyway. Yeah, no, I love this this canyon drive. I don't know if you even you can see it in the GoPro, but it looks like but the fact that I live like two minutes from this is like un, I still have to pinch myself. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's why like I've no that's why like I wanted to partner with you guys and you specifically. It's like there's, there's so much complexity in construction, specifically solar. And if you don't like know how to handle that correctly, it can one, get out of hand, but two, like there's other parties that can hold you up if you screw up, you know, like if, if the utility doesn't like you, if the, if the permitting department doesn't like you, if you come in high and mighty, like they hate you and they'll like hold up your jobs and make it a nightmare. And that's what a lot of these companies run into like the reason they have long install timelines is because they're not playing ball, you know, right. or they think they're like the, the big company and the county is going to do what they say they're going to do because they're going to do what they say you're going to do. But you guys have like formed those relationships over years. So when, when there's a hiccup on a job or something that you can just call the permit guy and he's like, yeah, I trust him. You know, they're going to do, they're going to do good, good work. Yeah. I, we, we can call uh, Dave, my permit tech and say, Hey Dave, what, what do we got to do here in Urbana? Oh, I know that guy. Let me call him. I'll tell you. Or yeah, no, I, I know, I know Urbana. This is what you have to do with fire code or with, yeah. with, yeah, he just, he just knows it. We know him. It's a relationship based thing. So, yeah. Right. So I guess the, what, in terms of, that's, I'm running out of questions now. What else? Oh, yeah. What else? What else you got to um, jam about? You know, uh, I, I like the you, you brought up one time how we don't want to use the term fire code. <laughs> you said it and I was like I was gonna correct you. It's Christmas light. Chris, Christmas code. <laughs> Christmas light code. Um, we got to come up with a different term and I, my team's got to. Um, <laughs> but the long I'll tell the story. So basically we had a we had this really high anxiety customer that's like really detail oriented. His dad is a lawyer. And the site survey, well, this was like, it was a, it, the site survey tech went to the wrong house because new construction. So the site survey tech does this whole site survey on this home. <laughs> he knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm here to do a site survey for your, your uh, solar. And uh, the homeowner says, yeah, I yeah, guess come, come on right in, let's do it. <laughs> and he did the entire thing. And yeah, it was the wrong house. And, and <laughs> the guy, my tech says, uh, no idea because it's a neighborhood, so they're all built the same houses, right? They all, all the houses look the same. Um, anyway, he uh, at the end of the thing, he realized, oh yeah, I, I've done the uh, I, I, this is the wrong home, and so <laughs> take it from there. We figured that out. Yeah. So then he goes to the next guy's house. A little bit late. Obviously. A little bit late, and so the design obviously we didn't have a satellite image, so it wasn't a perfect design, and that we weren't going to be able to fit all the panels in a certain section. And the, the site survey tech goes, yeah, that's just going to break fire code if we put them there. And the the guy instantly goes to like worst case scenario, like fire code. What do you mean? Fire, fire, solar panels are going to go on. You know, something's going to blight. you going to set my roof I on fire if, yeah. if they go, if they put solar panels in that section versus this section. We're like, no, no, no. It's like, you know, it's this long explanation of, well, if you they have to vent your head, if there's a fire in your house, the firefighters have to run up the roof and vent the house, you know, all this stuff. Right. 
And uh, so I, I told them that, like, when you say fire code, no, like, a customer doesn't know what that means. Right. They're just assuming that, They the just think solar fire. That's not good. You know, they freak out. So it's like, that's your that's where your Christmas tree light margin, where you got to have enough space to walk around the panels for your Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, my site survey tech has been with me since 2020. So uh, quite a while. And... He's been doing nothing but site surveys, and he's very good at. It. He's also really good at installing. We throw him on the roof quite often, um, and yeah, he's never ever had. That's the first time a customer has ever yeah. ever said. But I had a customer like a few weeks later that had the same issue. Right, though. you did, and, and we're trying to correct that. <sighs> have him change his terminology. Yeah, call it access code or Christmas light code. Access or, code's good. Yeah, like that that's one. kind of what we've settled like on. Access is just so you know the. You know, a first, res I always just say first responder. First a first responder, responder can, access, can yeah. access your roof if he needs to. Yeah. And then there's also, you know, the, um, oh, uh, uh, rapid shutdown codes. Yeah. To shut down, shut down, shut the panels need to shut down at, at the panel um, yeah. so that it doesn't, it doesn't uh, um, yep. produce power past that. So that's first responders. All these codes are designed to protect a first responder from coming to the house and yep. making sure they can safely work on the home. Yep. So, yeah. That's good. Any yeah. any crazy install stories they have for us? Um, you know, just one of my first uh, in Idaho one time. I, it wasn't my, one of my first, but I, I every time I go out of town, I'm always on a job install with them, and I always carry the panels I always just make sure my guys know that I'm one of the guys they really like that huh. and so I'm on an install with these guys and this young kid there uh, is with us and we I dropped a panel off of this metal roof and it, it was in it was in Shelly Idaho dropped boom and he thought it was, and I knew it would be fine because solar panels are really strong it dropped it fell and it didn't break we get down there and to, just to kind of show you know the value and how strong a solar panel is. I we brought it back up on the roof, and we uh, I painted it at the sun just right, and he I put I gave him the the meter and told uh. him where to put it in, and yeah he was reading the voltmeter and it was still uh, reading volts at nameplate reading no problem with it. Nice. Yeah, solar panels are very strong. I need to share that story. Yeah, very very Maybe strong. I want to share the story that we dropped one off a of roof. Yeah, we didn't install it, but I did put it back up there. I yeah, I, I did so take it up it. so he could see, see it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't install that one. We we took it back, but yeah, it was just one of those lessons for a young kid to see. And he still yeah. talks. He still works for me. He's in Springfield right now working, and he still tells that story to people. Uh -huh. How strong are these? And he tells that like a homeowner will just be talking to our guys. Yeah. How strong are these? Well, my boss threw one off a roof one time, and it still worked afterwards. <laughs> he just, like, chucks it off. It didn't break. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the other thing I would tell is uh, a fun story is when I first got into solar, I said I went up to Hillsborough, Oregon, and uh, went to Solar World. They they had their manufacturing plant up there. Yeah. And I watched. I went to, took a – it was a week-long thing. We stayed there and just went to this uh, training every single day, and we toured the factories and watched everything. And we got to go outside and they pioneered in a lot of ways rooftop solar and their their uh original solar panels that they built in seven they didn't start selling until 77 that was when i was born uh but they started making them in 75 manufacturing them and that solar panel has been sitting outside that the original one for a long time and i took my own voltmeter and metered it and it's still at roof at nameplate rating so Customers often ask me, how quick do these things degrade? How, what's going on with them? I always tell that story. Yeah. I always say, solar panels, first off, solar world, you know, somebody could give me, educate me differently, but I'm pretty sure solar world manufactured and, and come up with the linear warranty for solar panels, the, the, the linear warranty where they degrade over a certain amount of time. And they, the, the lady there told me, yeah, it is definitely in the high 90s at 82 at 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 20 years later or 18 years later is really what that where well i don't know where it is now but it's it's actually at 20 years now but at eight it was at 18 years back then that the at 18 years it would be at at 82 percent and anyway she said yeah they're they're really in the high 90s yeah. it really doesn't degrade yep. but just kind of our cover our butts warranty yeah. is what they called it and then 
she she says everybody took our warranty since then and slapped it on the box because they make them the same way we do <laughs> and if they make them the same because i mean these new manufacturers they they've not been around to to you know have a warranty like how do they know yeah. if their solar panels can last 20 years they've never they've been they, around for 10 years and, yeah yeah they just they put them under lights to try to simulate yeah 20 years of light you know but they can't they just you can't simulate real life you know yeah. situations uh you know harsh conditions and things so um that was really uh, uh taught me a lot about solar panels there's no moving parts on them they just function if the sun is shining it's gonna work yeah at night it doesn't yep so anyway uh, fun fun story there well i'm looking forward to more, more fun stories yeah Hopefully not crazy ones. <laughs> no, I've had, I had an installer get run over once on a job that, oh, I, that I sold. Goodness. I was there, they got run over. I had another one cut their thumb off. They're mostly, yeah. mostly off. They have to go get reattached. Um, I've only had one guy fall off a roof. One guy. So. He was seriously, he, he really hit his, he crawled out on the solar panels. They were wet and he just oh. crawled out on them and just slid. Right off. And the same kid that I'm telling you about that, you know, shares my other story. He watched him slide. Watched him fall. That was in Utah. And we've only had, that was our only accident, only lost time accident we've ever yeah. had. So that's a benefit to us. We, we like to keep people safe. And yep. my, my installers know that, you know, you guys, it's your life. You decide if the conditions are, you need to get off the roof. Yeah. You need to, yeah, you, we'll, you we'll, we'll, that. we'll respect that. Yeah. That, so that's just kind of how that works. And no one, no one's ever disrespected that. Yeah. Not even a homeowner. Yeah. Matter of fact, homeowners like, what are you guys oh, yeah, doing right. up there? Yeah. Yeah. You can install in wind, or you can install in rain, and you can install in uh, snow, cold and heat. But installing in the wind is when you got to go. Yeah, it's time to get off the roof. Yeah, uh, there's like a big sail. I've I've definitely held onto the panel, but had a a windstorm blow me right off the other side. Um, that panel didn't drop, but uh, my my team thought I fell off. <laughs> I landed in a big pile of snow. That was one of our first installs in Utah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Right. We're going to build. The nice thing is, too, is like we have enough. Like usually when you start ramping up, you always are a little desperate for sales or desperate for something, but we're not right now. You know, part of that's because your reputation has made it really solid. Yep. Part of that's because Illinois is a really good state. Um, but at this point, I'm like, I mean, we need a couple more sales to come in, but I'm like, tempted to just stop the recruiting funnel, you know, and just yeah. focus on the people we have, get really right. quality installs with those people yeah. and then grow from there. But, but I mean, if someone's a really high quality partner and they want to come on and they're not a lot of headache, I'd be, I'd entertain that. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a nice, it's nice to not have that like problem right. of yeah. needing more. Yeah. And that's the benefit of having you two, you and I partner up is I, I already had enough going for a solid two crews. You you come on board and just really secured the in the the, the uh, third fourth fifth sixth crew <laughs> right right just ready to go because that's why that's why I you know I didn't I didn't want to bring on a a guy who was my sales manager or VP of sales uh -huh. I wanted a guy that was had skin in the game with me yeah uh, that's I'm willing to give I'm willing to sacrifice half my company yeah for for stability in sales yeah. that's what I was willing to do yeah and. Yeah, it's just been, it's really taken a load off my mind. My wife can see I'm a whole lot less stressed out, <laughs> it's good. worried about things. But you do have you do have some random person posting and your, your uh, ward members. Are $60 million <laughs> company. Amy, Amy, actually, she was like, I'm going to have to untag myself from this because all well, my did. friends. She untagged herself. That's the reason she did is because all her friends are like, Wait, you have a $60 million? You guys are 60 millionaires? No. You don't understand revenue between re difference between profit and revenue. And by the way, he said he's trying to try and build it to 60. He doesn't have a 60, 60 right now. Yeah. So anyway, it, uh, yeah, Amy, Amy didn't want me to tell you that, uh, that story because she, she doesn't want you to think she doesn't like her, but I was like, no, no. I, I, I totally understand because the people see it and they're like, they don't necessarily understand. They just see that big number and they're right. like, that's what they see, you know, and, and in solar, yes. that's like decent. It's not huge. Right. They don't. Yeah. You know? Yes, exactly. Right. And, like, and I live in a neighborhood where $60,000 a year salary. That's, that's what you live on. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, you know, somebody sees 
you made, you're going to have a $60 million company. We have these friends of ours that we've, we live in the same neighborhood since 2002. Yeah. And <laughs> like these same friends of, the of ours is just like, yeah, you came out of the closet and you've got a billionaire company going on here. No, that's not what's going live, on. You live in Highland. So Highland, I didn't know this moving here. I just like, we just, that was like the only house that really available right. we could find. The average income here in Highlands, one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, that's the not, average. That's yeah, that's crazy. it's the it's the second highest in Utah. Yeah, so Park, I'm not surprised. Park City beats us, and then Highland, and then Farmington. Oh, Farmington. which surprises me. Farmington, yeah. Um, I thought I thought Alpine with all these big houses. Up I, here, yeah, I would be would, surprised that Alpine's not. Alpine's I, lower. I would have argued that one, but uh, either way, uh, that's uh, yeah, we're that's not something that she was ready to have happen. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should clear social media posts like that before No, don't. <laughs> Matt, because I, I didn't know you were, obviously, I, I, I don't, I trust anything you post is going to be worth it and valuable. Yeah. So well, I, we've got, I, we got plenty of deals. We got plenty of business off right. that one post. Yeah, I know. And it, it's a good post because it just generates conversation topic. Yeah. And uh, uh, transparency. And that's yep. kind of what we wanted to be is yeah. transparent with everybody. Um, and, and, you know, just the conversation topic of how to do this, yeah. how to make it work. And then when it works for us, share those ideas and how that worked for other people yeah. too. And that's, that's the fun part is like, we got really right. fun. Like today we had a good jam session. We had some amazing things planned. Like we're going to make solar a customer experience, not just a deal. Right. Savings. So, right. well, you got to go to basketball game. I do. We got, a, we got to turn around, but I got a 13 year old that's playing some ball tonight. Appreciate you jumping on. We'll do a lot more of these. Yeah, let's do it. This is one of those, like, I put off doing this video for a week videos. Um, yeah, it's like, so I'm, we're on a blitz right now. So I'm out in Illinois with a team. And so it's just like up at seven, you know, go on a run, get breakfast out of the way. And then by eight thirty, nine o'clock, it's just calls and work all the, all until like 11. I mean, there's some little off time, drive time. There's a little bit of downtime in between. It's not like all work. It's not like we're on the roof all day and selling solar. Um, but it's like all encompassing. It takes a lot of brain power. And so posting, so getting in front of a camera and posting a raw unedited video <laughs> when I don't have time to try to make it snazzy like all these other cool YouTubers out there it's like the last thing I want to do, but I made a commitment to do this every flipping week. So I'm doing it, <laughs> but that, but the good news is, is like that we're so busy on like the behind the scenes stuff that when we start to like ramp up and show what we're doing, it's like, it's going to look really good. Um, but a couple things this last week that I'm just like learning uh, and, and wanted to share. So, well, month to date update so it's the 14th so we're almost halfway through the month and i think i need to check on like the actual volume numbers but i think we've cleared a million dollars in revenue this month this month already we're at 29 30 sales so well 31 actually 31 yeah 31 sales so we've cleared a million dollars revenue for sure uh, which is great i know there's some bigger companies out there there's some smaller ones whatever um, but we've definitely cleared that mark, which is, it's, it's always nice to get, like, it's always nice. Our, our, I think our, our, I think our number was like our, my goal for this month of like sales was 50. And so we're pacing to beat that number. So it's always nice in the middle of the month in sales when you're pacing to beat the number. Um, and that's, we still got a full week of a blitz out here and then another week at the end of the May, of May. So I'm pretty sure we'll hit that, which is really great. Um, but outside of that, just really good lessons this week. Um, I, the first lesson is is you, you, to be able to build things, you have to break things. And uh, I, it's great, like when things break, and especially in a company, you don't think it's good, but it's actually probably like really good. So our, our sales volume has, it, it doesn't look like it doubles, but it's feel, it feels like it doubles. Cause when you, with, with solar sales, at least I don't know how other sales are like really, but like, there's a ramp up period where like you have, when you, when you onboard a new team, the, there's a lot of activity because they have to, there's a learning, there's a really steep learning curve. So there's a, they have to learn a lot. And there's like a lot of phone calls. It's like really intense. The first like two weeks, so they get acclimated with the system and well, they just figure out the system. And then once they figure it out, they get going. 
Right now, we're still in the acclimation phase where we have a lot of new salespeople coming on and they're just learning how to juggle, like the, the just the paperwork, how to like process the solar deals is really complicated here in Illinois, period, for anybody. And so like when you throw 50 salespeople in at once, it like overloads the system and like you figure out where it's not working. Um, which is a really good thing actually, because then you can figure out like, well, at least for me it is, I feel like that's a good thing because I can take what's not working and then I can like lay it out and then rebuild it all together into something that works. And so like, for example, right, like before we had, when you do a solar sale, it's kind of like a real estate deal, honestly, or a car sale, there's like a million forms and paperwork you fill out, right? And so as a sales rep, you gotta fill out the same information in three different places, it gets really tedious and it takes a long time. It takes like, even after a customer said yes, it takes like 45 minutes to an hour and a half just to get the paperwork done, which is like so tedious. Um, we find like yesterday, just like sat down, broke it all out. And so now we've, we've taken that hour and a half long process, condensing it to 20 minutes. We're just gonna build out the software this next week. And that's gonna save like, it's gonna cut down, you know, a third of the time which is great, which means a third less the headache and less duplication errors. That was a really heavy lift. Um, but that's but the only way we got there is because we, we started putting, we, we didn't like, we didn't say, hey, we're gonna stop, build something, and then hope it works. We said, we're gonna use what we have and it, it's working. Oh, it's overloaded now. Okay, how do we, in the middle <laughs> of making sure this thing works, how do we get the other thing to work with it, right? It's like, you have to build under fire and that's really hard to do um, because you're gonna work a lot more hours and, and coordinate and juggle a lot of balls. But like, I've noticed that when I do that, it gets a lot better effective systems. Cause you don't know, like we can, like all the best plans fail. Like that's why you build and iterate while you're growing and working. And then you, that's how you find things that work versus just like building random features or whatever that just don't, nobody's gonna use. Um, the other thing I'm learning is like, just do one thing really well. I remember, so I did ballroom when I was in high school and I remember them teaching about the different teaching styles, you know, and like, so in America, when they, when they teach ballroom dance, they teach like the steps. Like I didn't, I didn't know the steps, how to do the, the samba or the rumba or the waltz, right? And so you learn all these moves and steps, but in like Russian or like Eastern traditions, in ballroom, they actually don't teach, they teach one step and like for like a year or two, like one to two steps. You're like, why would they do that? Because they're teaching tech, they don't, they don't teach steps, they, take, they teach technique. And at first, like, it's really like, I guess American dance is more focused on social dance and maybe it's changed. I'm not a dance expert, so don't like flay me on this one, but it's like a general, I, it's like what I experienced. Um, the, in America, it's a more of a social dance, like it's good enough to have fun. Um, and the technique's not as important. So you learn like all the dances, but it looks really sloppy. Whereas like a, like a more traditional I say, style of, of learning and teaching is to learn one thing really, really, really good. And then from that foundation, you can build. And, and after, then when you, learn, when you build on top of that foundation, everything looks good. And I feel like that's where we're at, right? I, as I've gotten older, you know, when I was young and like you want to learn everything and get everything really fast, that's like what I did. But as I've gotten older, that's the style I've preferred more now. And that's where we're at right now is like, a lot of things are messy, like how to get a sale. We're getting better at that. Um, but it's just not as clean as we'd like it. But if we do one thing really well, like that solves a lot of problems for, and so like that one thing right now that we're doing is just getting product delivered quickly, like getting a solar sale from sale to install really quick. I don't know what industry average is. It's probably 60 to 70, probably 67, 70 days for the industry average. Some markets are super quick. Some installers are really quick in some markets. Illinois, it's a highly regulated market. And so it takes a while um, to get through those bureaucracies to, to get stuff installed. Um, our average is 36 days right now, which is really great. Um, but the, like, we want that to be the standard. And so when we have a new salesperson or new sales team on board, like what we do is we get the, that, that job like goes on like red alert, white glove service. Like we're getting that super, that's all super quick. So we had a new team on board three weeks ago and they're getting their first, and they've got the first sale like immediately. And the, what that, what they're gonna do is they're gonna test this out and see if we're actually gonna install it quick. And so it was like all hands on deck and this thing done quick. And I think it's installed Monday or Tuesday, so three weeks. 
um, which is great, which is like 21 days, 20, it'll be probably 23 days, I think, from when it was actually like site survey, you know, ready to move. And so that's what we're focused on right now. It's just like, even if it's messy, just get the thing installed quick because that's how we all get paid and uh, things get better. So I know this is kind of a, I, I hate just listening to people talk and I know these videos are going to get better like in three months. They'll probably be boring for another three months because we're busy building a flipping business <laughs> and it's growing. We have more salespeople that we can handle, which is a good thing. We're actually, we're saying no to some people, a lot of people, um, which is, it's, it's good to be in that position, but we're excited to bring more operational volume so we can say yes and bring that up. Anyway, uh, that's a wrap for this month or this week, and we'll talk to you later.